Amen. Here we go again. Another Wednesday night in the house of the Lord. Amen. Tonight, amen, um, we are here in the church the 23rd of February, uh, our midweek service. And uh, for those that will be uh, watching this, amen, on our or listening to this on our Spotify podcast, this will be podcast number 3030. Come on, somebody. Uh, 30 podcasts that we already have on Spotify, and so we're blessed with that. Amen. Uh, we have a lot more that I've been working on, uh, just trying to uh, fine-tune them. And on our podcast, we haven't even invited anybody to come and speak on them. Uh, just waiting on the Lord to give us that direction, and whether that's something that we uh, venture into doing, maybe like an interview or even uh, what I would really love is a dual podcast host, a dual host podcast. Where me and myself, uh, myself and somebody else, and maybe even a couple of other people, the three of us sit down uh, and, and be able to discuss the word of God. Amen. And so uh, we can get into some deep, deep discussions. Come on, somebody. Uh, I'm excited. Amen. Um, tonight. Amen. For Wednesday. Uh, it is our last Wednesday service uh, for the month of February. And we are going to, once again, take it into an area of love, amen, of love. I've been preparing for this message, amen, and so I pray that it prepares you and it blesses you as it's blessed me. It's a great challenge, amen, in um, this subject that we're going to look at tonight. And uh, I can tell you this, amen, it is a, a very uh, deep challenge when it comes to us loving uh, our enemies, let me say that again, loving our enemies, amen. So the title for today, amen, would be our church service, but love those who hate you, love those who hate you, amen. And so we're going to find this, amen, uh, in uh, the word of God, amen. And I want to just kind of give us uh, just a little bit of a, maybe like a history uh, where we can um, maybe look at. Uh, an area where we can see, you know, in the word of God, where the people of God took something that was written in the Old Testament, and they kind of got a wrong idea of what was being said. <laughs> Excuse me. I know a lot of people are dealing with sinuses and so forth and so on with everything that's going on with Paul in and all the shifting of the seasons. Amen. Our main scripture tonight is going to come out of uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, beginning in verses 14 and reading through verses 21. I'm going to read it out of the ESV translation. Amen. To hopefully give us a little uh, better understanding. Let me, let me do this. Amen. I'm also going to bring up... Uh, the New King James Version. And so we're going to go to Romans chapter 12. Let me see where I get right here. Romans chapter 12, verses 14 through 21. So if I can give you a little uh, history here where we can look at the area of this portion of Scripture. Is that Paul begins to teach the church of rome the area in our lives amen where it's crucial that we do not become legalistic in the things that we do but we begin to take on that new commandment that jesus gave us as we talked about on sunday amen in the area of loving one another amen loving one another and so when we take a look at this portion of scripture we can uh so easily see amen the foundations in which are a challenge for you and I in regards to how we are to behave like Christians. This portion of scripture is really that answer, amen. It's that addressment, amen, in verses nine. Uh, let me read it in the, in, the, in the New King James Version first, okay? Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse nine. Let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy arbor or reject 
disassociate, disconnect, arbor what is evil, cling to what is good. Verse 10, be kindly affectionate to one another. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. It goes on to say in verse 12, rejoice in hope. Patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Distributing, in verse 13, to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Given to hospitality. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those, in verse 15, who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. In verse 16, the Bible says, Be of, of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. And do not be wise in your own opinion. In your own opinion. Repay no evil for evil. Have, have regard for what, is, uh, for what is good or have regard for good things in the sight of all men. In verse 18, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, in verse 19, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place, uh, rather get place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, in verse 20, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in doing so, you will reap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. I want to read that portion of scripture in the ESV <coughs> uh, translation because it gives us uh, uh, an understanding. It says, bless those who persecute you. Bless, do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony. Live in harmony with one another. Harmony is flowing together, uh, 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 making a beautiful sound together. Amen. Accenting each other. Amen. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight, in your own sight, your own opinion. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Do not uh, be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Verse 19, beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not over be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We're called, amen, to be overcomers and not to allow the things in this world to overcome us. I want to just break this down real quick, amen, in verses 9 through verses 21. Uh, love is uh, to be the guiding principle in Christian relationships love is to be supposed to be the guiding principle in christian relationships not only with fellow believers but with enemies as well those who do not believe and those that may be your enemies those that may be uh, uh, persecuting you attacking you uh, 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 causing warfare on you amen paul mentions many specific christian duties that are in characterization of a transformed living or transformed lifestyle. So when Paul begins to address these things, he's referencing them to someone who's uh, found Jesus as Lord and Savior and has transformed their way of thinking, transformed their way of lifestyle. That's why he's addressing all these things, because 
you know, you may have a right to retaliate, but it may not be the desire of God to retaliate, as we read in this portion of scripture. Many people say, well, I have a right. Yeah, but is it right before God? Well, I have a right, but is that the desire of God? And so when we live as Christians, amen, we are, we are tasked, amen, to be, as we said on Sunday, set apart from this world. Set apart from this world. And so by God's standard is totally different by our standard. Today, amen, I was uh, in conversation. I made a reference to this being wise in your own opinion. I said, you know, I, I refrain when people ask me, amen, would you give me your opinion? I said, no, I, I don't have one. If you want my opinion, then our conversation is over because uh, 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 when I give my opinion, it's a fleshful response. This is where I get it from because I don't want to seem wise in my own opinion. In other words, in my own side of myself. That's what opinion in the spiritual realm references. Amen. Uh, I don't want to be wise in what I know or, or to, the way I look at myself as being accomplished or with wisdom. Amen. And so uh, opinion doesn't matter in the spiritual realm because I'm going to speak from the oracles of the word of God. From the oracles of the word of God. And so when we think about, amen, what's going on here, amen, Paul begins to uh, uh, make specific uh, addressment to Christian duties that are to characterize a transformed way of living. But love is the dominant role in all of his exhortation. Love is the dominating factor, amen, the dominating factor. So I want to take you, amen, through this little journey, amen, today in this portion of Scripture, amen. When Jesus said uh, we are to love our enemies, he was uh, creating a new standard for relationships, a new standard for relationships. He proclaimed uh, to the crowds that were listening uh, uh, to his Sermon on the Mount uh, that they were uh, to love their neighbors because the command to love our neighbor was a law of God. It's a law of God. Now, I want you to understand this. We started this with Jesus said. Now we're referencing the law of God. And I want to tell you, I want to, want to tell you, we've been on this subject, amen, uh, for uh, quite a while, amen, that there is a difference when you are going through the Holy Spirit, going to Jesus and going to God. Here he is, Leviticus 19.18. The Bible says in Leviticus 19.18, it says, you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Amen. I am the Lord. See, that must, uh, we must therefore, amen, hate our enemies was an inference, amen, incorrectly drawn uh, from the Jews of the Old Testament time while the Bible uh, 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 verses, amen, explicitly says, uh, hate your enemy. The Pharisees may have somewhat uh, misapplied uh, uh, some of the Old Testament passages, amen, that are found, amen, about hating God's enemy. Hating God's enemy. See, nowhere in the scripture does it tell us, amen, uh, to do these things, and yet it tells us, amen, to love one another, to love one another. But I want you to understand this, that, that the Pharisees and the Jews of the biblical times, amen, found their own twisted way of understanding scripture. Look what it says in Psalms 139, 19 through 22, 19 through 22. In Psalms 139, when Psalms 139, 19 through 22, it says this in verse 19, all that you would. Slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malice intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do, not, uh, uh, do, do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with a complete hatred. I count them my enemies. I count them my enemies. In 140, in Psalms 140, verses 9 through verses 11, the Bible says this. Verse 9, as for the head of those who surround me, let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. 
Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into miry pits, no more to rise. Let, no, let, let not the slanderer be established in the land. Let evil hunt down the violent men speedily. Now, I want you to understand this. Amen. You know, David had, amen, this, this, this foundation, amen, to, to come against, to strike, and to stand against, and even to hate with complete hatred, as we saw in Psalms 139, complete hatred against God's enemy. So he stood there and he began to proclaim in Psalms 139 and Psalms 140, amen, his utter disgust and utter rejection of those that were deemed the enemies of God, amen? But Jesus replaces this idea with an even higher standard. Let's say that again. He replaces this with a higher standard. This is where we get, to, uh, amen, that Jesus came to fulfill the law of the land, not to cancel it, not to cast it out, but to fulfill the law in love. See, so here we see how the Old Testament, like David, amen, himself, who could stand up against, amen, uh, these, these, these enemies that were anti-God, they were against God, they were adversaries to uh, God's plan, amen, but we got to understand this is the Old Testament, and, and, and the Jews of the Old Testament uh, had drawn, amen, an incorrectly drawn understanding from these portions of Scripture, or from these uh, written scrolls, amen, that the prophets and the leaders of the land begin to unveil, amen, as they uh, pin them, amen, to uh, be the scriptures uh, of our uh, reference today. But Jesus takes it to another standard, and he says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yes, they're attacking you, pray for them. And we get into this monotony, amen, in Christianity today where we want to just cast down, amen, those who speak against us, amen. Like, I rebuke you, man. Uh, man, you're my adversary. You know, I want to cast you down. And that, that's what David was doing. He was praying that 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 in Psalms 140, that their wrath or, or their outcome of fail would be speedily. In other words, don't hold back, God. Let, it, let them fail. Let them come to nothing as quick as possible. Amen. And so uh, uh, in Matthew uh, verses, uh, chapter 5, uh, verses 44 through verses 45, look what the Bible says. Uh, Matthew uh, 44, uh, chapter 5, verse 44 through verse 45. Look what the Bible says. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you, in verse 45, may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. I want you to understand this because we find... Uh, here in this portion of scripture, that it's very clear that Jesus, amen, goes on to explain that loving those who love us is easy. Loving those who love us is simple. It's easy. And even non-believers, even those who are unbelieving, those that are wicked and those that are evil, easily do this similar uh, uh, task, amen. If you love me, I love you back, amen. Even those that are not of God, those that are unbelievers, those that are in the world, they easily love those who love them. It's like we were saying on Sunday, I'll give you respect if you show me respect. Well, it's easy to give respect when you're getting respect. Come on, somebody. It's not so easy to give respect out of honor and preference, as we said on Sunday, amen, through the scriptures, amen, to exhort one another higher than you exhort yourself or or think high or reference highly of others more high more higher than you think of yourself amen so when we see that amen giving respect even you though you haven't because love is the evidence that you are a disciple of jesus christ and our sermon on sunday and our lesson on sunday was what is christian uh, discipleship and we know that love is the evidence of whether you're a disciple of the world or if you're a disciple of the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? Jesus goes on to explain this, amen, that loving those who love us is easy because ungodly people or unsaved people, people that are not of Jesus and of the church and so forth and so, so on, they can easily do that, amen, because he commands us, amen, to be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Look at the same chapter, Matthew chapter 5. But we're going to look at verses 43 through verses 48. Look what it says. 
You have heard it that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Listen to that. You have heard that it was said. You have heard that it was said. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who persecute you. Verse 45. So that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. Sends rain on the just and on the unjust. We stop there. But look at what verse 45 says. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Verse 47. For if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others do not even the gentiles do the same verse 48 you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect so when we talk about amen the fact that i can't be perfect amen only jesus can well here we find in this portion of scripture in matthew chapter 5 verses 43 to verses 48 and, and focusing on 48 we're challenged amen by god amen through jesus christ to be perfect just like our heavenly father is perfect i want you to understand that's a challenge but i want you also to understand because we're going to look at a portion of scripture that talks about what is impossible and what is possible now we look at that amen and we we kind of paraphrase that amen to everything uh, i you know i can't get through this trial amen because that's impossible but through jesus christ everything's impossible i want you to know that that scripture was referring to being perfect with god come on somebody being perfect with God. Look what it says, amen. In Luke chapter 10, verse 29, it says, but he desiring to justify himself said to Jesus, who is my neighbor? I want you to look at this with me. See, Jesus explained to his followers that they should adhere to the real meaning of God's law by loving their enemies as well as their neighbor. See, the Jews and the Pharisees had had this misconstrued uh, amen. Understanding. Amen. That's why Jesus opens up in Matthew 40, uh, Matthew chapter five, verse 43. And he says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But they twisted that. That wasn't something that God's law was because God was referring, amen, to the Old Testament uh, uh, Levit Leviticus and the, and the Psalms 139 through David and Psalms 140 through David, that it was to hate those who were enemies of God in, in the Old Testament, amen, uh, we understand that, like the Philistines, those who were striking against God's kingdom and God's people. But Jesus came, amen, on a different spirit of understanding of God's law. He came to fulfill the law in love. Like we said on Sunday, amen, love is the evidence that you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. And here's the, here's the deal. By loving your enemies, then you prove that evidence of love as being a disciple, the outcome of that relationship with God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your life, that this is the evidence that you are living a trans transformed life. That in other words, you're no longer who you used to be. You're everything that God wants you to be. Come on, somebody. When you can love those who hate you, love those that persecute you, Love those that you would deem your enemy. If your enemy is hungry, feed them. If your enemy is thirsty, give them a drink. Amen. And not just loving those who love you back, because that's the transformed life. That's the real meaning of God's love. And that is loving your enemies as well as your neighbor. A Pharisee once asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? As we just read in Luke chapter 10, verse 29, Jesus told the Pharisee, uh, of the good uh, of the parable of the good samaritan here jesus taught amen that his followers must demonstrate love to all kinds of people no matter with uh, uh, no matter the the area of faith no matter the the nationality and yes probably one of the most hardest and difficult areas no matter the personality come on somebody no matter the personality, and yes, enemies included. Now, I want to just kind of focus a little bit here on the personality. 
sometimes people, their character or their personality can maybe be a little irritating. Maybe you have uh, somebody in your life, amen, that you just, just don't like the way they talk or the way they walk or the way they act, amen, their, their personality, you know, they're bubbly or they're just serious or, or whatever it may be. Yes, regardless of faith, nationality, and personality. Sometimes we don't like somebody because we just don't like the way they look or the way they present themselves, amen? These are the true evidence or the factors of the evidence of love that you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, that you are now living through a transformed lifestyle or a transformed life, amen? What does that mean, amen? You can love Jesus and have relationship with Jesus, but doesn't necessarily mean your life has been transformed, that your life has been changed. In other words, what this means, that we still live today in the hallelujahs and the glories, uh, glorification of Jesus Christ with our mouths and with our lips, uh, but our heart uh, is far from the Lord. Amen. This is where uh, Paul, amen, begins to talk about lip service. We, we worship the Lord with lip service, but not with heart service. Come on, somebody. Not with heart service. If you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, you then, listen to this, you then truly reveal that Jesus is Lord of your life. That Jesus is truly Lord of your life. When you're able, when you're able, amen, to pray for those who persecute you, those who are attacking you, those who talk about you, those who, who, who try to uh, uh, bring you down to nothing, amen, and so forth and so on. When you, excuse me, I got a little distracted there. I'm watching the cameras and there's a couple of people just kind of hanging out outside. So we'll try to make sure that they're not coming in or needed to come in. If you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, then you truly reveal that Jesus is Lord of your life. What does that mean? That Jesus is more important than what you desire or what you would normally do. Amen. You want to hang around with the people that you're comfortable with. You want to hang around with people that you like their personality. What's even more uh, uh, evident that your life has been transformed is when you don't look like your, 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 your closest friends or you don't act like your closest friends or you don't. Uh, 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 even speak like or even have the same lifestyle of the closest friends that you have because that's the beauty of God. Jesus was uh, uh, the son of God, amen. He was uh, from Jewish uh, descent, amen. Yet he broke bread with the tax collectors and the Gentiles and the sinners. And what does that talk about, amen, in God Almighty that we thought he would just be hanging around rubbing shoulders, amen, with the elite and the select, but instead, he found he, he was found, amen, amen, among those who were the less desirable in society at the time of his earthly ministry. That only revealed that he was truly sent by his father in heaven. Amen. Now, by using an illustration of the sun rising and the rain falling on both the good and the evil, Jesus shows that God's undiscriminating love to all people, amen, even his disciples, that, they, that, 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 that must reflect his character and exhibit the same undiscriminating love for both friends and both enemies. So when we see that portion of scripture, amen, that the, in Romans chapter 12, amen, verses 14 to verses 21 that we opened up with, when we see the rising of the sun and the good and the bad or the right and the wrong, uh, the unrighteous and the righteous, come on, somebody and the rain coming and falling on the just and the unjust, amen, that we see that, G, that God Almighty has no discriminating, amen, love, amen. He's not segregated of his love. He loves each and every one of us, both those that are called and those that are running, those that are coming and those that are going, those that are righteous and those that are unrighteous, those that are just and those that are unjust. And he gives us, amen, as his disciples, then uh, that we must reflect his character and exam and exhibit, amen, the same undiscriminating love for both, amen, our friends, our, our colleagues, our peeps, and our enemies. Don't love your 
your your people, amen. Don't love your your friends and those closest to you more than you love your enemy. That's the 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 relevance of the unveiling that we are our father's sons in the faith or or sons in the kingdom, amen. The Bible teaches us, amen, that through this teaching in Romans chapter twelve, verse fourteen to twenty one, that Jesus is teaching, amen, us that we must live by a higher standard than what the world expects. See, the world expects to hate those that hate them and love those who love them. We see it every day. But we live in a society today that wants to separate themselves and really just, hey, leave it on them. I was at Costco this afternoon, amen, right before church, amen, had a busy day, a busy evening, amen, even right up to the point about 30 minutes before church service, uh, getting Joshua into the office to allow him to settle down, amen, and then just running on in here, amen, to get before uh, this uh, uh, video, amen, and this service to present to you, amen. I was at Costco, amen, and as I was there, I was watching some of the workers, and one guy, amen, was kind of, you could tell, amen, he was uh, one that kind of, just by his real quick observation uh, of his character and his characteristics of his behavior, he was one that probably went above and beyond. He was running here, he was running there, he was helping people with their baskets. Uh, he was actually helping them load some stuff up into the car to take the basket from them. And, and he was talking to another colleague who came out with him to help get the, the push carts, the bigger carts. And as they were walking, he begins, he begins to share with them, yeah, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it, you, you got to help them. And so the, the first guy that I was observing, amen, he was referencing to the people that he was helping. And I'll be honest with you, some of these people were elderly people. Some of these people were, were uh, there was a dad there with a couple of kids that he was pushing the stroller and pushing the basket. Amen. So he was, you know, he only had one hand free. And so he was helping them. And then the other colleague, amen, that was coming out the second time with them, amen, he just basically says, hey, man, that's their problem. And so I, I begin to kind of put two and two together what they were talking about. Because as the first gentleman that I was observing heard his colleague say that, he walked away and just kind of shook his head. At one point, I was actually waiting for my dad to come out of, of Costco, amen. And, and I was actually sitting in the back seat or the middle seat uh, in the van with my son. And so I wasn't in the driver's seat. I wasn't in the passenger seat. I was sitting in the back, amen, with Joshua just kind of chilling, amen, you know, hanging out with them, amen, as we waited for my dad to, to uh, make his way out of the, uh, the big warehouse of Costco there, amen. But as the gentleman, the first gentleman I was observing walked by and he was shaking his head, he kind of made eye contact with me. And then he shook his head and kind of threw his hand up in the air like, yeah, figure that, amen. Like he wasn't in agreement, amen. Because I want you to understand that if you look at that and you place that onto us as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ and of God Almighty, amen. Jesus, amen, through this portion of scripture, in Romans chapter 12, is teaching us that we must. It's not a question. Uh, uh, of, of, of your decision whether you want to or not and it's not a suggestive term amen it's a must you and i as disciples of jesus christ must live by a higher standard one higher than what the world expects amen a standard that is impossible for us to obtain by our own efforts obtain by our own efforts efforts what does that mean when we when we read the portion of scripture in and um matthew chapter 5 verse 44 uh through uh through 44 uh excuse me matthew chapter 5 verse 43 through verse 48 we see that jesus goes on to explain that loving those who love us is easy and even unbelievers can do that and that he then commands us to be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. In Matthew 5, verses 43 through verses 48. We see that, amen, as that standard that is higher than what the world expect, expects. The world don't expect us to love those who, who don't love us. He, he doesn't, uh, the world doesn't expect us, amen, to uh, bless those who persecute us, amen, uh, and to feed our enemies and and give them water, amen, if they're thirsty, and feed them food if they're hungry, to persecute those, to pray for those who persecute you, and to love your enemy as you love yourself and as your neighbors. 
Amen. And so the Bible, the world doesn't teach us that, but the Bible teaches us, amen, through Jesus that we're supposed to have that other higher standard. Amen. And I want you to understand this. Amen. It goes on to, to, to determine that that ability to be perfect like our heavenly father is perfect in Matthew 5, 43 through 48. It is that standard that is impossible to obtain by our own efforts in our own ability. It is only through the power of God's spirit that his people, you and I as his people, can truly love and pray for those who intend to even do us harm. Who intend to even do us harm. In other words, there are people out there that are intending to hurt you, intending to attack you, and intending to persecute you. And that persecution can be multiple ways of persecution. Sometimes it's just to break down your character or to uh, 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 assault you, amen, with uh, false accusations or uh, to uh, uh, bear lies, amen, against you. Come on, somebody, to gossip against you, to bear false witness against you. I want you to understand this, amen, because your enemies intend to rip you off, to, to backstab you, uh, amen, to, to defraud you and to deceive you. Amen. Now I want you to understand this. That when we see the scripture saying that I can do all things in Christ. Amen. That is not possible without Christ, but is possible with Christ. I want you to look at this with me. Finally, after we are given, amen, this uh, admonition to love our neighbors, Jesus then gives us this commandment. I want you to understand be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. That was in the last verse, verse 48 of Matthew 5, when we read it earlier. I want you to understand this, amen, because as sons of our Father, as sons of our Father in Matthew 5, 45, so that you may be sons of the Father who is in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, Sends rain on the just and on the unjust. You see that? How it's making it circular uh, 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 rounds to come around. Amen. God always wants to remind us, amen, that he's not, amen, uh, uh, a respecter of people. He loves us equal. He will judge us equal. He forgives us equal. Amen. And he will deny us equal. Come on, somebody. Life, amen, is not, amen, just for the good. Amen. The blessings of God, just not for the good. It rains on the just just as much as it rains on the unjust. Amen. The sun rises on the unjust just as much as it rises on the just. We are to be perfect even as he is perfect. Now, I want you to understand this and so we understand that we can't attain this by our own efforts. This is utterly impossible for a sinful man like you and I, amen, to achieve to be perfect like our father that is in heaven. And I want you to understand this because. This is where that scripture, amen, has always been misused. This unattainable standard is exactly what the law itself demands. It's exactly the law itself, in itself, that it demands, amen. Look what it says, amen, in verse, in John chapter, I mean, James chapter 2, verse 10. For whoever keeps the whole law, but fails in one point, has become guilty of it all. Let me say that again. James chapter 2, verse 10. For whoever keeps the whole law, but fails in one point, has become guilty of it all. I want you to understand this. Amen. You can, you, you can have 10. In other words, the example is you can have 10 points to attain it, and you get nine right, but you mess up on one, you blew it all. You blew the whole thing. Amen. You must be complete in all the tasks. When we look at uh, Galatians chapter 5, verses 21 through verses 25, amen, we see, amen, in the, in, in the scripture of Paul's teaching to the church of Galatia, amen, we see that he tells us to be, uh, to be set free in a spirit of liberality or spirit of liberty. Just do not use that liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. And then he goes on to talk about the fruit of the spirit. And I want you to understand this, because when you look at this, amen, you only need, and it talks about the things of the flesh and the things of the spirit. And 
in Galatians chapter 5. You only need one of the sinful things to make you guilty for all the sinful things. Let me say that again. You only need one of the sinful things to make you guilty of all the sinful things. Galatians chapter 5, verses 21 through verses 25. And Paul's teaching to the church of Galatia, he's saying, you mess up in one of these sinful things and you're guilty of them all. We are seeing the reference in this as in James chapter 2, verse 10. Let me read that portion again. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of it all. What does that mean? In that portion of scripture, in, Ma in Galatians chapter 5, verses 21 through verses 25, we see of the things of the flesh. One of the things of the flesh makes you guilty of all the things of the flesh. But of the fruit of the spirit, it's not plural. It's not the fruits of the spirit. It's the fruit, fruit of the spirit. You must obtain all those areas of the fruit of the spirit in order to be in the spirit. Come on, somebody. And so in that, amen, we see that it is utterly impossible for a sinful man like you and I, amen, to achieve this area to be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. But I want you to understand this. This obtainable standard is exactly what the law demands. So how can Jesus demand the impossible? He later tells you and I in the word of God, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Look at this. Matthew chapter 19, verses 26. Matthew 19, verses 26. Let me get there real quick. Matthew 19, verse 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible possible i want you to understand this what is possible with god he said all things but i want you to understand this he's referencing this in how you and i are to be perfect like our heavenly father is perfect in heaven it's not just so that you can lift something accomplish something buy something earn something amen be successful in something overcome something it is actually originally and solely first and foremost written in matthew 20 uh, matthew 19 verse 26 so that you can strive to be perfect like your heavenly father in heaven is perfect because we'll say that's impossible and it is to uh, for you and i to obtain this on our own but through the holy spirit it is obtainable Come on, somebody. And I want you to understand this. If you're living in the spirit, then in the spirit, you will be accomplished. You will be able to accomplish these things because what is in man impossible in God, all things are possible. Come on, somebody. All things are possible. But I want you to understand this. This doesn't mean so that you in the flesh and you in the desires or the systematic ways of the world accomplish things. No, it's a standard above. And what it is, it's not about what you can acquire for yourself. It's what you can pour out for others. Come on, somebody. It's not what you can acquire for yourself, but it's what you can give and do on behalf of others. And that's why this whole portion of understanding in this love is that you are to love your enemy. See, your enemy does not know how to love because he only knows how to love those who love him back. The enemy doesn't know how to, to treat people right only because he, he can treat those who are treating them right. And so he'll give a little bit because he's getting a little bit. But in God's standard, we give everything to those who are not giving us anything. For those of you that are married, we sometimes wait for something to change. No, love your husband, even though he hasn't changed, because God loves you. And so you can give love, you can give respect, even if you're not getting it back. And the same thing with husbands with their wives amen we always put the standard amen that you're supposed to accomplish all these things first in order to have my love you know we we talk about marriages like being uh that of atms right you got to make a deposit in order to make a withdrawal if you don't make a deposit 
There's nothing in the bank account. There's nothing in that account. And therefore, you can't withdraw anything from that. I want you to understand that, amen, even though we use that as a foundation, amen, of husbands pouring out into your wives, amen, so that you can uh, receive something back, amen. A lot of times this is respect. This is an honor. And yes, even at times it's even in the areas of intimacy. If you're not uh, speaking goodness, if you're not doing goodness, amen, how do you expect that return, amen, of that love and adoration, amen, from your wife, amen? I want you to understand this, amen, because we should be able to love each other from a different standard, a higher standard in God, not by the standards of this world, amen? So when you're not being loved back, love even more. If you have an enemy, amen, bless them. If your enemy is hurting and in need, meet that need. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? This is what God is talking about. Why? Because this is, this is the evidence of your life being changed. Come on, somebody. Your life being changed. That which God demands, only he can accomplish. God demands you and I through Jesus Christ to be perfect like him and our heavenly father, amen. Then that which God demands, only he can accomplish, amen, including the demand to love our enemies. What is possible for man becomes, what is impossible for man becomes possible for those who give their lives to Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in our lives, who lives in our hearts. So the reality is when you struggle, amen, to love your enemies, when you struggle to bless those who persecute you, love those who hate you, bless those, amen, who hate you, amen, it is the evidence that the Holy Spirit is not flowing and living in your heart. I'm sorry, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. We see it, amen, in Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. With the flesh, this is impossible. With carnality, this is impossible. But with God, salvation, with God, through Jesus Christ, with God, the empowerment and the pouring and the, and the baptism, amen, of the Holy Spirit, with, but with God, all things are possible. Do you get that? See, the evidence that we don't like to look at our lives, amen, and really look at the areas that we may just be operating in this, this earthly realm, in this <clears throat> day and age of life, without the actual flowing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I'm going to close with this, amen, tonight. I'm going to close with this tonight. It is evident, amen, through this simple, short uh, understanding, amen, when you cannot forgive, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself whether the Holy Spirit is operating in your life. You can say he is, but the evidence proves different. The evidence proves different. When you cannot forgive, when you cannot forgive, listen to what I'm saying. And according to the word of God, when you cannot forgive your enemies, when you cannot forgive those who have wronged you, and when you cannot forgive those who've come against you, amen, and you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself of the evidence of whether the Holy Spirit is living in your heart. Come on, somebody. When you can forgive, but you can't forget, forget. Turn around and tell somebody, I have a problem forgetting what you did against me. And you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself in the end when it's too late, whether the Holy Spirit is living, listen to me, living in our hearts. Living in our hearts. Because if the Holy Spirit is living in your heart, amen, there's a presence of God in your heart where unrighteousness does not want to dwell. Come on, somebody. So many times we can come to this place and actually denote and discover and uncover Maybe the Holy Spirit is not living in me, and maybe the Holy Spirit is actually dead within me. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? Oh, you're not going to say amen if you don't, uh, because you don't like what I'm saying. But if you, if you can understand what is being said to you right now, then you can say amen in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Before I go on, amen, I want to I just look at this real quick. Amen. In Romans, uh, I mean, in Galatians, in Galatians chapter uh, five, as we were referencing earlier, um, I want to jump back because I said verses, uh, verses 21 uh, through verses 25, uh, I want to give you the broader understanding of that portion of scripture that you don't just get stuck right there. We're going to talk about this, amen, in our next series. 
about behaving like Christians, amen, you can only do it by walking in the spirit. Come on, somebody. But I want to read with you, amen, Galatians chapter 5 in our closing scripture and our closing understanding of what God wants to speak to you and I. Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16. Not just 21, but verses 16. Not ending at 25, but ending at 26. Amen. Look what the Bible says in verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When people begin to tell me that they are struggling with their, their strongholds in their life, it's only because they're not walking in the spirit. You can claim it. You can proclaim it. But the evidence speaks for itself. You shall not. Listen, this is where I got that. Amen. Where I was giving you the understanding. Amen. If you can't forgive, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. That the Holy Spirit is living in your heart. If you cannot, if you can't forgive, but you can't forget. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself of whether the Holy Spirit is living and alive in your heart. Or is it dead on arrival? DOA, dead on arrival. Where do I get that? Be get it from right here. I get it from right here. I'm trying to give you the understanding biblically. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the spirit. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these things are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish to do. Here, hear what it says. It's contrary. The flesh will, it, it's contrary to the spirit. So that you do not do the things that you wish. You want to speak right, but you don't. Because the flesh is contrary to the spirit. So when you do not speak right, or you do not act right, or you do not walk right, then you know that the flesh is winning, and you're giving into the flesh rather than being uh, receptive and acceptive of the Holy Spirit. That's verse 17. Look what it goes on to say in verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh in verse 19 are evident. I want you to look at this. The works of the flesh. This is what it says in verse 19. The works, plural. Not the work of the flesh. The works of the flesh, plural. Are evident. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, amen, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfishness, uh, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, verse 21, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. In other words, etc. and etc. And everything else that's like those things. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you also in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. But in verse 22, that's what it starts off with in verse 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, there's the singular, not plural, the works, plural. W-O-R-K-S, plural, works. You just need one of those things and you're guilty of them all. But verse, verse 22 says this, but the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits, but the fruit of the Spirit, singular, the fruit of the Spirit is this, love. There it is. Starts off with number one, love. Love is the evidence of Christian dis discipleship. You could do anything in this world in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, amen, but without love, it profits you nothing. We're reading tonight, amen, that you are to love those who hate you, love those who persecute you, love thy neighbor 
as you love uh, love your enemy as you love your neighbor. In other words, love those who hate you, persecute you, come against you just as much as you love those who are part of your clan, who are part of your group. Look what it says. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy. That's why we're always challenged, amen, to, to rectify why we're not excited, why we're not joyful, amen, because joy is the fruit of the spirit. In other words, this is the fruit of the spirit living in your life. If the spirit is living in your heart, if the spirit is operating through your soul, if the spirit is transforming your lifestyle or your life, amen, as a transformed life, this is the fruit, fruit, not the fruits, the fruit singular of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, long suffering, kindness goodness, faithfulness, verse 23, gentleness, self-control, and such there is no law. Amen. There's no law that restricts or, 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 or induces, amen, your love. It is limitless. And there's no law, amen, that restricts it. There's no law against it. There's no law in your gentleness, no law in your self-control. No law in your long suffering, no law in your joy, no law in your peace, no law in your kindness, no law in your goodness, and no law to your faithfulness. Amen. There's nothing that restricts your faithfulness as the fruit of the Spirit of God. Verse 24, amen, or verse 23 again, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. And those who are of Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. That's why it's crucial that we practice, amen, and, 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 and also celebratorily uh, declare, amen, in water baptism that we accept and agree and participate in that death of Christ Jesus that when he resurrected from the dead, we were and are new creations in Jesus Christ. New creation because Jesus is on the throne of God. Amen. And now we have salvation that by the same spirit that ascended Jesus into heaven shall ascend you and I. Amen. In that day of judgment to that kingdom of heaven. And so in verse 24, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. So here it is. When you are operating in the flesh, when you are fulfilling your, your, your ungodly desires, amen, the Spirit of God is not operating in you. I didn't say it. The Word of God is saying it. I didn't declare that. The Word of God is declaring that. Amen. I didn't, I, I didn't come up with that. I didn't create that. Amen. I am referring to it in the Word of God. Can you say amen? If we live in verse 25, in the Spirit, let us also walk in the spirit if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit there's no living in the spirit of god and not walking in that same spirit it just will not do it's contrary we just read that amen in verses in verses uh, uh 15, 16 15, uh, 16 17 amen where it says amen uh for the flesh is lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh in verse 17. Come on, somebody. Verse 25 again. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Verse 28. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Come on, somebody. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, and envying one another. See, in verses 20. Uh, in, in, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to verses 26, as we close, I'm going to save this for our series. It's really dealing with a new kind of person. A new kind of person. I end this series, amen, in this month of love in February with that understanding, launching us into our next series, amen, a new person, a new kind of person. That's what this portion of scripture is dealing with. And when we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are a new person. We're no longer, amen, 
desiring, amen, or, or actually fulfilling the passions and the desires, the lusts of our flesh, amen, if we're walking in the spirit. That's why in, in Galatians, I keep saying Matthew, but Galatians chapter five, because we were reading out, the, out of Matthew chapter five, I kind of memorized that, amen, in our, our introduction. I'm closing this as I added this, amen, towards the end that the Holy Spirit said, go ahead and throw that in there. But in Galatians five, I keep saying Matthew five, but Galatians five, amen, the Bible teaches us, amen, in verse 25, if we are to live in the spirit, we are also to walk in that spirit. And we know that the, 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 the Holy Spirit, amen, uh, begins to bring nothing to those desires. I they, say, I they send, amen, in verse 16, I say then, amen, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and I will not do anything that's out of my flesh and not for the gratification of my passions and of my desires. Six, verses 16 to verse 28 is dealing with a new kind of person. Love your enemies. Cannot be done by an old person. It has to be done by a new person in Christ Jesus. In other words, if you're still old, then you cannot bless those who persecute you. Bless those who attack you. Bless those who assault you. Amen. When your enemy is thirsty, we cannot give him a drink. Because sometimes when we're walking in the flesh, amen, we glorify our own desires and our own passions because we get excited when our enemy is suffering, when our enemy is suffering. But a new kind of person in Jesus Christ who is living in the spirit, therefore also walking in the spirit, does not satisfy the desires of the flesh. Amen. Verse 17 again, for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Amen. When you cannot accomplish what you desire to accomplish, amen, you're living through the flesh and not through the spirit. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? And I'm honestly going to close with that. I'm honestly going to close with that. Amen. We're called to be a new kind of person. And that new kind of person, amen, is called by God to be perfect like our heavenly father who is in heaven. Is that impossible? By far, yes, it is. By man, it is impossible. But in God, all things are possible. All things are possible. I love what the Bible teaches us, amen, that we will not, we will not give into the flesh, amen, in verse 16, amen. That you shall not fulfill the desires or fulfill the lust of the flesh. I love that. I mean, that means, God, if I'm walking in the spirit, that I can actually do exactly what I desire to do. And those things that are uh, uh, in man's own ability that are impossible through the spirit and in God, all things are possible. Yes, all things are possible. So when you and I, amen, come before the Lord, amen, we can so easily understand that it's through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in our hearts. When you and I struggle, amen, with upholding these areas of scripture in our lives, that we can love our enemies, amen, and, and, and as God is making that attempt to uh, create or establish a new standard for relationships, I want you to understand that, a new standard, because you're a new person, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. When we operate this, I made this statement the other day in our sermon, amen, when I said, you know, we got to check ourselves and see that we're not an old soul. What that means is no different like the scribes and the Pharisees, amen, and the Jews, amen, who thought they were right by doing all that they proclaimed about God. They, they were so busy trying to uh, uh, state what God was going to do and, 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 and proclaim what God was going to do, that they missed the fact that he was right in front of them doing exactly what he desires to do and that's to forgive the lost kill the brokenhearted give sight to the blind life to the dead hearing to those that are deaf amen come on somebody the lame being able to walk and those of us like you and i amen who are destined 
for eternal condemnation in hell to die on the cross to save you and I and to set us free. Can you say amen? So with that, amen, I close tonight. Amen with that. Love your enemies as your neighbor and as yourself. Amen. The Bible says, amen, love your neighbor as you love your enemy and love your enemy as you love your neighbor. I want you to understand that that's only accomplishable through God. All things are possible, but also that you are a new person in Christ Jesus. It's a good place to check ourselves and to make sure that we're not wrecking ourselves by our own deception, by their own wisdom and our own opinion that I'm doing the best that I can. No, that your impossible is possible through God. Yes, to even love your enemies, those who are persecuting you. And that word is so deep. We'll, we'll break it down next Wednesday in that area of persecution as we get into walking in the spirit of God. Amen. I want you to understand this. There are sometimes, amen, that you can humbly bow yourself out. I was sharing with the group of, uh, with one of the brothers in the church today, amen. I was telling him how, you know, in, in order for someone else to be able to be successful, when you're walking in the spirit, it's easy to back up and say, you know, hey, man, look it. I'm going to, I'm going to hold my ground. I will not do this. I will not do that so that you can, you know, like what they say in Spanish, pasen, you know, pass, go ahead. I'm going to let you go. And hopefully God will give and do everything that he wants to do in you. There are many times, amen, I'm challenged with these areas. I'm challenged, amen, with, you know, churches, you know, uh, churches coming into the city of Covina, local churches around, uh, Pomona, everywhere else. But when you love God and you walk in the spirit, man, you can humble yourself. You can do these things. I know because a wretched, poor, miserable, blind sinner like myself, I see these things that God is doing and I, I go, God, how in the world did that happen? And I realized it was the spirit of God. Nothing that I'd done, nothing that I could proclaim. I want you to, to take this message tonight and know that we need to strive in that perfection to be like our heavenly father in heaven. It's just to be a new person. And in that new person, you can love your enemies no matter what they're doing against you. God bless you tonight. Amen.